welcome to She Talks Life. This is your host, Tavon Ray, and I am a life coach. I am an educator, and I'm here to bring you um, great, great weekly podcast episodes. So what I love for you to do is if you want to join the She Talks Life family, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also, definitely check the show notes for every episode because I will be leaving links to my social media handles and also any extra links that I feel that is related to each topic will be listed in the show notes. So if you want to read more or you want to do more research, definitely check the show notes for anything that we talk about in our episodes. Once again, thank you for being a part of the family. Hit subscribe, leave a really great rate and review so that we can be recognized in the Apple Podcast algorithm and we can be heard with more success. Thank you guys for listening. Now we'll get into the podcast episode. Welcome back. Let's get back into today's topic. Today's topic is about relationships, gaslighting, and that toxic generation we live in currently. So this is geared towards pop culture in a way. Um, If you are familiar with Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and the whole Love and Hip Hop series, you might have heard of Safari and Erica Mena. And I felt like I wanted to touch base on this subject because we are living in a generation of toxicity. We are living in a generation of gaslighting and ghosting. And we're living in a generation where relationships don't truly matter like they used to in the older times, older generations, right? So let's give a backstory on Safari and um, Erica Mena and kind of understand like where my thoughts are going with this um, episode. So before I say anything, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Anyhow, if you don't know who Erica Mena is and you don't know who Safari is, let's get into who they are first before we start depicting what they are. Erica Mena became famous for her role on a reality show called Love and Hip Hop New York. And Safari used to date Nicki Minaj. You all know who Nicki Minaj is. So yes, I don't need to tell you that backstory. But he used to date Nicki Minaj. And him and Erica ended up on another reality show together. Um, I forgot the name of that reality show, but I will leave that in the show notes. So check it out if you want to go back and kind of look at what was going on there. And so, you know, what I noticed is when a man wants you or someone wants you, they spend their time in the beginning chasing you. The chase is what is considered the best part of the synopsis. So... He wanted her, he's like professing his love on this TV show, telling her he's going to marry her, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. Now, Erica has a son in a prior relationship with one of the members of Terror Squad, and I am in my 40s, and if you've never heard of Terror Squad and you're listening to this, 
it's like the Fat Joe. Back in the day, they had squads. You had Murder, Inc. You had Rockefeller. Um, you know, you had Swiss Beats in them and the Terror Squad group, which was Fat Joe um, and all his crew. And I think Erica Mena's um, son's father, her oldest, is one of the members of the Terror Squad group because that's how she knows Fat Joe, Remy Ma, and all of them. Anyhow, she had a kid prior. He, she's always protected her child from the media, from the spotlight. We've seen him here and there, clips of him there, you know, on the show. But her and Safari, they had this thing. We all thought it was beautiful. We were like, yes, I think he would be great for her. Like I myself was like, you know, I think they would really make a cute couple. So that happened and they got married. They had their own little spinoff because the world was watching. The world was watching this relationship as it catapulted to what it is. And then she got pregnant for him and they had a baby named Sapphire, a daughter. Um, but throughout their marriage, now he's Jamaican, she's Puerto Rican. But throughout their marriage, the first year, we lived on Instagram with it. Or Twitter. She would tweet shit, come out her mouth left and right. She would talk about she's over this relationship, this this and this, this and that. He would be he would be like, I'm mad that I um, married this woman. He actually literally tweeted that he would get marrying her, which was so sad. And we all seen it played out. On the first episode of the new season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, which aired um, last week, the beginning of July. And this is where this whole stem, like I wanted to kind of touch base on that for the pop culture part of it, but then bring it into more of like what my thoughts are. Because even though these are celebrities per se and reality stars, they're experiencing the same thing that normal people do experience who aren't celebrities. So, I mean, why not talk about it, right? So I've always thought that their relationship as they began was very toxic. I saw the toxicity in that relationship as it played out on social media. Now, in this generation, everybody takes it to social media. We all go on Twitter and we hear people bashing these other people that they've been in relationships with. Look at Sweetie and Quavo. They broke up. There was this big incident. And, you know, it was played out on social media. Now, we never got into seeing what the whole situation was with Quavo and Sweetie. All we heard was there was some infidelity. He did put his hand on her because we saw a video and so forth. So that's one little toxicity. And then she made it a point to reference that, you know, she need to be the chosen one. And so we all speculated like he ain't do Sweetie right. That in my opinion. So these relationships, they all, like, like I said, we're all in this toxic generation. And so we love this toxic generation. Like we're at the forefront of it. We're seeing it on Twitter. We're seeing it on Instagram because they're letting us see that they're in these toxic relationships. But here's the thing. Toxicity happens at home because you see it with your friends. You see it with your parents. You see it with everyone who is around you. There is some kind of toxicity that you have seen 
in your lifetime when it comes to relationships. So something I noticed now recently with the new episode and the new season, you know, they've um prior to that, they all talked about trying to get a divorce. She was done with him. He was done with her. She broke all these things. And then within a couple of weeks, we see them back lovey-dovey again. You know, take Cardi B and Offset. You know, they went into this relationship and we all was like toxicity. Like when you run down the celebrity toxicity list, it's Cardi B, Offset, Erica Mena, Safari, Quavo and Sweetie, and our famous, fabulous, one-hit wonder, for me, in a way, <laughs> is our future. We love future. We love him. We don't want to say anything bad about him because we like future. We like future because future is going to give us what future is going to give. Because no matter what, we will always see future with a new chick. And then a couple months later, we're going to hear future having another baby. But let's not forget the number one toxic person in social media history right now is Nick Cannon because Nick Cannon is banging out them babies left and right with all these different mamas like there's not one particular mama that's having all these babies it's just this one had a baby today tomorrow another one had a baby it's kind of giving you like TV made for TV but we live in it we're seeing it every day like this this is no one can truly script this, and they can if they wanted to, but we're literally watching a semi-scripted show because we can't believe that they're so open with all this toxicity. Now, you know, when I think of relationships, so let me talk about something apart from the celebrity lifestyle and the toxicity. We get back to Erica Mena and Safari, but here's something that, is really interesting this gaslighting thing now if you're not familiar with gaslighting which you know you got to be living under a rock if you don't know what it is so gaslighting means to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity so that's exactly what we do. We come out here and we meet these people and we gaslight. We try to get in relationships and we start ghosting. Ghosting me, you know, he talked to you for a little bit. She talked to you for a little bit. And then after a while, boom, the ghosting is gone. You know, like she's gone. That person is gone. You don't hear from him. You don't hear from her. And then a couple months later, boom, he pops up. So here's um thing. My friend, we're going to call her S. She's known this guy for a few years. And when I say a few, I'm, well, not a few. She's known this guy for a long time because her daughter is 18 and he has an 18-year-old daughter as well that's the same age and then he has a younger kid. Now, she's known this dude for a long time. They had this relationship, this chemistry when they were younger, but, you know, she wasn't in the headspace to be in a relationship and things went sour. They went on about their business. He went on and got engaged to his youngest um, baby mama. And every so often they would run into each other and hook up and, and whatnot. Keep in mind, he's still in a relationship with this woman that he was engaged to. Now, he's been engaged to this woman for 13 years, but never married her. And so him and my friend, whenever they see each other, there's this chemistry, there's this pull, and they run, they run into each other. 
So recently, they started trying to kick it. Um, he was trying to get out his relationship. He's telling her that it's over. You know, he's giving bits and pieces, but he wants to spend time with her. And, you know, she's like all for it because she really has a thing for him. And she feels like he would be the perfect guy for her. So they decided they're going to try this whole getting to know each other. You know, she called me for advice. And I was like, hey, listen, you've known him. But the, the person that you know and the person he knows is from 17 years ago. He doesn't truly know the you now. So if you want to give him a chance or a try, I always say this thing. Don't go in it with one foot in. Always put two feet in because if it doesn't work out, at least you know you walked right into it the, with, with a solid mind frame and then you walk right back out when you know that it's not working for you because that's a choice that you have, right? You have that free will to make that choice for you. So I always say that. I always let people know, don't walk in with one foot. Always walk in the door with two feet sturdy on the ground so you can get your balance. Because that flip-flopping shit, that doesn't work. So recently, like uh, I want to say three months ago, he went to Phoenix and he was doing hiking. He was texting her, all this stuff. The day he was coming back, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm heading to the airport. I'm coming back. This is what he texted her. So she's like, okay, cool. Hit me up when you get here. When he got back home, I think he got selective amnesia because he forgot to text her and say, hey, I'm back. How you doing or whatever. She hadn't heard from him. Nothing. So she's texting him. She's like, hey, did you make it back in? Because, you know, as a woman, you're concerned. You're more emotional, connected. And so she's like, hey, you know... Do you think, you know, like, are you okay? Um, how how did the, the trip go? Did you enjoy it? And nothing. Literally a blank. Nothing. Like when I tell you nothing, nothing. She heard nothing from him. Weeks go by, a month go by, another month go by. And present day July is her birthday. Early July, I'm not going to say the day. But it was a week ago, and he texts her and says, happy birthday. This is what he said. Like, because she texts me and screenshot it. Now, ladies, we screenshot, okay, and send it to our friend groups. And I love it. I love when we do this. I love when we engage in these types of things because we allow others to know about the shit that we go through in relationships and every woman is going to share her plight with her friends because it's who we are. It's how we, how we are, you know, as women. So he just randomly texts her, Hey, happy birthday. So she screenshotted it and sent it to me. She's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, girl, uh, hell to the no, fuck him. No. She's like, I'm not replying to that shit. And I'm proud of her because men expect you to allow them to just go on and do whatever the hell they want, right? They want to come and talk to you today and they want you to wait. It's a waiting pattern for them. I know that this toxic generation is all about, I need you to be here with me, but I need to go over there and be with some other chicks. But I still need you to sit here and wait 
because you need to wait. That's the things that I'm hearing when these things happen. So then a couple days after that, since she didn't respond to him, homeboy was like, okay. Then he sends another message. Hey, shorty, what's up? So she was like, why is he texting? Here's my thing. There are some women who love the attention. Let me sip my tea and say that again. There are some women who love the attention. They love that toxicity. Don't get it twisted. Do not think that toxicity is not something that can be loved in this generation. It is so heavily projected in this generation for these millenniums that they love it. They love toxicity. We've all had some relationship with toxicity. I am in my 40s and I would tell you no lie. I have had toxic relationships that I was a part of bringing the toxicity. I have had toxic relationships where I waited. I waited because this person made me wait. I stayed in a relationship for seven years so that I can walk out of it with nothing. Me and my child, empty-handed, broke and empty-handed. That's how toxic it was. And you know what? I can admit it. As a grown woman who, um, you know, understands self-recognition, we work on ourselves. I took the time to work on myself. So when you're in these toxic relationships and you get out of them, don't jump back into something because you feel the need to be with someone. There are some people who are like that. Like my friend said, she can't, she's not like me. She needs to have someone. And so whether he is the dumbest brick in the pack or he is the worst at communication or whatever, as long as he gives her a portion of him, she's okay with it. And there's some women who are okay with portions of a man versus the whole of a man. And so my friend, even though he hadn't called or checked in for two months, you're still checking because you made it a point to let me know that you had him on mute. So if you had him on mute, why do you know that he texts you for your birthday or he's texting because you're checking? And that's where the, the, the part of us, that gaslighting shit comes into play because what we said, that manipulate you to think, to question your own sanity because you're questioning whether or not I should block him, whether or not I should unmute him because the only reason you check in is because you want to communicate with him. You want to see if, He's reaching out because he ain't reach out in two months. So if I mute him and then every now and again, I go back and look, I see a message from him. Bam. There we go. Now, now I know he's okay there. He's back. And there's this butterfly that's floating around my chest. And I feel that little flutter because that's the guy that we're interested in, right? We want to be interested in him. And so we're like, you know what? Go right ahead. Make him be that toxic shit for you. Now, do you want the toxicity in relationships? I don't think so. Um, I feel like toxic relationships, you know, Dr. Lillian Glass, she is a um, 
communication and psychology expert, and she coined the term in her 1995 book, Toxic People, defines a toxic relationship as any relationship between people who don't support each other, where there's conflict and one seeks to undermine the other, where there's competition, and, you know, toxicity isn't only in romanticized relationships. We, we have toxicity in our own friendships. We do. We have toxicity in the people that we surround ourselves with. Our, um, the, the relationships, they, they tend to uh, magnify the toxicity when we are self-recognizing who we are. If we sit and self-identify... We know we don't want to be treated a certain way. We know we want to do, don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. But also, it's where there's a disrespect and a lack of cohesiveness. That's what toxic relationships are. And we have it with our parents. We have it with our siblings. We have it throughout our life. But in order to gain more perspective on toxic relationships and how to break free from them, we have to look within ourselves because toxicity lands on your doorstep. It doesn't necessarily, um, I, I don't think anyone has sat down and said, oh, I want to get into a toxic relationship. No, we do not say that. What we say is I would like to have a person who is, who we're requiring to do this, this, and this, and this, and this for us so we can build on it. And we try to do that, but then we intake toxicity because we don't realize that at our doorstep, we've already landed on toxicity before we enter some, before we add a person. So we need to self-identify. We need to look at ourselves. What's toxic in us that makes us choose these other people who are toxic to us? You see what I'm saying? Because if you are looking at relationships, we have a type. We, we type. We type frame people. And one of the things that we look at is, um, first, we type frame by the outer appearance. You know, they teach you that in psychology first, is that you, you look at the outer self, what they look like, what color hair they have, what eyes they have, what shapes they have. That's what we look at first, right? That's how we um, approach relationships is how the outer looks. And then we start to dive into how the inner spectrum looks. You know, is that person kind? Is that person generous? Is that person um, family worthy? And is that person going to be someone I could take home to my mother and say, hey, mom, this is the guy that I'm going to marry in the future or even vice versa. Hey, mom, this is the woman that I could see having my children or being with me in the future. And so that's the second layer of it. And then the third layer of it is learning how to coexist with each other, whether you live in separate um, dwellings. Coexisting also comes from communication, how we communicate with each other. Do we talk to each other? Do we build a, a relationship of communication? Do we build a relationship of what is required for a partner to treat us right? You know, like, you know, my sister has been, has been married for over 10 years 
And to this day, when we speak on her marriage, there's a lot of gaps in her marriage that have fell apart because there were not specific requirements that were met for her from her husband because they didn't build those layers in order to get to where they want to go. So they have that toxic relationship, but they're so combined on it as oh we've been together so long what's the point i don't want to go out there and spend time on someone else so let me just deal with whatever this is given that's not that's that's so toxic that it's not even like comprehensible like why would you want to stay somewhere that you're not that happy place inside of you your needs aren't being met until your needs are being met how can you actually grow from it? You have to learn your needs and keep in mind, wants and needs are two different things. I might want me a tall ass husband with nice goatee and beard, but you know, I didn't get that. I got a five, five, five husband with a dad bod you know, um, bald with a banging beard. I love him to death. He's my perfect guy. And, you know, we, we curated our relationship based on what we both needed. And this is why this works for us. It doesn't look like anyone else's relationship, but it actually is one of my better relationships in my 40-something years. And I enjoy that relationship because we work at it. Now, when, when we talk about the other toxicity part, let's go back to Erica Mena and Safari because that's the precipice for this um, episode is these two, what you don't realize is he told her, I want to marry you. I want to do this. You're going to have my daughter. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. He said this is, he manifested this. What he didn't say was, I'm going to marry you. We're going to have children together. I'm going to love you. We're going to grow together. And we're going to build something that makes us happy to be with each other. That's not what he said to her. He gave her exactly what he said. He wanted to be her baby daddy, basically, but with a piece of paper and a ring. That's all that is. But he did not say, this is the things that I want to do for you. I did not hear Safari confess to I want to love you, treat you like the woman that you needed to be treated like. I didn't hear him say, I want to cherish you and make you feel secure and protect you from the badness of the world around us. I didn't hear him tell her that or validate that. Now, here is a woman who we are familiar with that has a bad reputation for lashing out on social media and she's being criticized because we are so accustomed to seeing her cry wolf. You know, when, when she cry wolf, everyone is, is negative about her. They're all like, she's this is her every week. She gonna take him back next week. She gonna do this, she gonna do that. But what we're not seeing is that she lashes out because she's she's in a toxic relationship with herself. And because she's in a toxic relationship with herself, the first thing to do is to share her toxicity with the world. 
and let people know that she and Safari are having a bad relationship or a bad day and I'm going to lash out because this is who I am and this is what I've done in so many times that, you know, the world is seeing it and all we do is we bring her down, we beat her down. Now, I'm not saying that Erica is right or wrong, but I'm saying that Erica is human and she has feelings and we need to reflect on all of that even though we are looking on the outside of their marriage. Like we're seeing what's on their inside as well as their outside. And so we form our own opinions on them. Now Erica and Safari just had their second baby together, a boy, and he is in the NICU fighting for his life. And Safari's in Jamaica having a great time. Or so we think, because I'm gonna tell you this. What I've learned from social media is that it's a personification of the life that we think people want us to have or we want to have. So we put it out there like, I'm balling, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. If you can't separate that perception from reality, I do think you need to come sit on my couch so I can talk to you about how to identify some things in your life. However, um, you know, when you think about it, look at it from this perspective. This man did not want to be a father. Like he said it on TV. Like, I didn't know that having a child was gonna be so much work. Like, dude, where the fuck you grew up? Like, which, what the hell are you saying? Like, do you not realize that these babies weren't asked to be here? These babies were brought here to this world. And you know what? You gotta take care of them. You gotta love on them and you gotta support them. And you gotta support their mom or the dad, depending on the situation. But you have to do it as a cohesive family. But if you're not cohesive, how can you build on it? How can you raise children together? How can you develop together? How can you get the relationship that you want that will last to generations to generations? We all scream we want the Obama and Michelle look, but we're not doing the work to get it. Don't get it twisted. Obama and Michelle had their ups and their downs, just like every other relationship, because they're human. The humanization of it is that these people are human and they go through certain stages of life. But in order to get over that hump, they did it together. That's the missing piece in relationships is the togetherness. Now, stop gaslighting people. If you ain't ready, you ain't ready. But don't manipulate this woman into thinking that, you know, you were the best thing since sliced bread because you ain't, because you ain't show her that this is what you were supposed to give her. She thought she was getting that perfect love story, but she didn't get it. Now she's telling the world that she has, she told the judge she didn't want him in the delivery room. Um, it looked like he was in the delivery room because he did post a picture before she ever confirmed that she had the baby that, you know, they had a son and he was in the room with the baby wrapped up. I'm not sure if that was the, the current situation or if that was when he had the baby. Because, you know, with them, they put pictures up that could, sometimes could be old ass pictures. But we just going from what time frame they put it up. Yeah. But anyhow, um, I feel something for her as a woman, as a mother, um, she's she's crying out for help and a lot of the times when we see these things happening especially in our friendships we have to be aware of people and their their need to cry out for help and understand that you know if you're gonna 
build bonds with people, you have to understand how to act to navigate them. And if your friends are reaching out and telling you certain things, don't don't brush it off. Listen, listen. Sometimes they're not asking you to give advice. They're telling you only because they want you to listen. And I think with Erica Mena is, even though we know she is ready at the draw to bust out and tell you about yourself, this is her cry for help. Not only for her marriage, not only for the mother uh, to be a mother to her three children, but she's also crying out for that toxic relationship she has with herself. Because if Erica Mena can find a way to hone in on what's causing her to be so graphic with her her arguments, you know, be so. Um, what's that word I'm looking for? She's very vocal about her anger. And no matter you say the one thing, like Wendy Williams made a comment and she went off about it. But here's the thing. You've put your life out there so much. You do have to expect the repercussions that come with it. People are going to talk. People are going to speak. You know, um, like my friend, she is, this guy is gaslighting her. He's bringing the toxic relationship to her. Um, I told her, I said, you know, Jay is giving toxicity to me. And if that's what you want, I'm, I'm not going to tell you not to do it because we're adults and we make our own decisions. However, I'm going to listen to you when you come to me and vent or tell me what your plans are. I am not here to divert you from your plans, but I'm here to question you or make you question yourself as to why is it that I'm okay with this toxic behavior? Why? Because even though you go to therapy and you go and you're healing, does not necessarily mean that all that bad stuff that you had has gone away. It just means that you have developed the tools to navigate those things if they do pop up in the future. That's what that means. It does not mean that, oh, my therapist fixed me today. I ain't going back in three weeks. No, sweetie. You have to sit on that couch for as long as it takes until you get the answer that you're looking for. Because when you walk in the door, there was something that you needed answers to. Unfortunately, some of us run away from those answers. Some of us don't value those things that we learn within therapy. And I think Erica Mena and anyone who is in a toxic relationship needs to self-identify, self-recognize, and be very self-aware of who they are first so that they can navigate these relationships. Either they leave these relationships and go on to find someone who could be better for them. Because here's the thing, if you don't know what's better, how can you get it? How can you require better? So you gotta start with you. So on today's episode, as we wrap up this um, podcast series episode, relationships, what are they? Define them. Define your relationship. Define the qualities of a relationship that you want. Do you want a, a toxic relationship? Do you want a loving relationship? Do you want a loving friendship? Ships, that relation. You need to define what it means to you, what it looks like, how it should look, and go from there. Also, gaslighting. Stop it. If you're not for that person and they're not for you, let it go. Don't hold on to the fact that the outer appearance is what's keeping you there because you're going to be played 
each and every time that you meet someone because there's this pattern that you're gonna create. That toxic generation. We are in a toxic generation, whether you like it or not. We are in a toxic generation because we have, you know, politics. We got um, the millennials. They want the instant gratification. And with instant gratification comes by any means necessary to get it. And so they will create that toxic environment until they navigate it to the point where they get what they want. Now, if you're in, you're in that situation, take a look in the mirror and figure out like, who are you and what are you trying to bring to the forefront? That's all I have for today's episode, but we're gonna get into the next segment. So let's go pay some bills and we'll be right back. So this is the segment I like to call What's in the News Today. Um, Hurricane Elsa, she's touching down. She hit the Caribbean. She hit Florida. She turned north and she's heading all the way up to the New York, Boston, Carolinas coast. So if you're anywhere in those um, areas, please be safe. Buckle down. Do what your city's telling you to do and get your life together because it's hard out there. Um, also another thing is there's recently been a high increase in kidnappings. Recently there was a little girl that was riding her bike in Kentucky and this man got off, got out his car, snatched her off the bike, trolled the bike in the car and threw the baby in the car and ran off with her and a neighbor was happily a neighbor was there and he literally just ran out and got in his car, followed the man, police um, stopped them, abduct, you know, took the baby to safety and now they have him in custody. That was a great save. I love that. I'm glad that people were out there being good Samaritans and they saw that. Now also we got the Delta variant. We know we're going to say that word in the panoramic that occurred, but we got to take things seriously. It's, um, Delta variant. This one's a little potent. So now we're seeing hospital cases rising. We are seeing, um, people out in the Midwest, out in the Southern states who are not, that who have a low vaccination rate, who are not prepared and they're getting um, ill. Um, recently on the news, they were discussing that they're seeing people f- between the ages of like late 30s, early 40s that are coming in with upper respiratory problems and that they're having to test them. And when they find out, they do have the Delta variant. So please be aware, check out your um, local areas um, to, to read up more about the Delta variant. I'll leave a link in the show notes about anything you would like to know about. Now, they're also talking about the um Vaccine booster, is that something that will be needed? Um, The FDA actually has kind of talked about it briefly. The CDC had said that they don't believe that if you've had the vaccine, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, they don't believe that you will need a booster shot. But who knows? Stay tuned to the news. Maybe, you know, that will be changed or whatever. They say if you're currently vaccinated, you should be... um, protected against this new Delta variant strain. So who knows? But that's what's in the news today. And uh, yeah, thank you. Hi, welcome to She Talks Life. This is your host, Tavon Ray, and I am a life coach. I am an educator, and I'm here to bring you um, great 
great weekly podcast episode. So what I love for you to do is if you want to join the She Talks Life family, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also, definitely check the show notes for every episode because I will be leaving links to my social media handles and also any extra links that I feel that is related to each topic will be listed in the show notes. So if you want to read more or you want to do more research, definitely check the show notes for anything that we talk about in our episodes. Once again, thank you for being a part of the family. Hit subscribe, leave a really great rate and review so that we can be recognized in the Apple podcast algorithm and we can be heard with more success. Thank you guys for listening. Now we'll get into the podcast episode.